This is Speak with Brandy B. Love. Today we'll be talking about a program that really helped me take my life back. The program is called Lifebook. Lifebook is a system of organizing your life, basically. So some people just focus on work and maybe their children and their spouse, and that's their life. Maybe some people only focus on their career and their health and fitness and their social life, and that's their life. Maybe some people are really into their spirituality and finances, and they kind of let their health slack. So this program is meant to help you take major focus into each category of your life to see what you actually want. What is your vision? What do you want your life to look like in each of these categories? And what is the reason you want this? What is your belief system around this particular category or that particular category? And how are you going to get there? How are you going to achieve these big, beautiful, bold visions for yourself? The 12 categories include things like health and fitness, your intellectual life, your spirituality, your parenting, your emotional life, your career, your finances. And ultimately, after you go through and figure out in detail what you want in each of these areas individually, you come out with a beautiful life vision for yourself. You can think about it in a way of three years from now or five years from now. If you had your ideal life then, what would it look like? One thing I really loved about this system is that I was going through um, a separation period and things were, you know, rocky. We knew we loved each other, but things were just not cohesively working. And so when I went through this system, I was able to really look into what do I want as a parent? What do I want to give? What do I want to teach? What do I want for my finances? What kind of stability do I need? How do I feel about spirituality? What's going on with my emotions? And what do I want my emotions to look like? Do I want to be operating out of fear and anger and jealousy? Or do I want to be operating from a place of bliss and joy? Why this really helped me is even though I was doing the life book by myself, I was able to go through and really get clear on what my beliefs were about these areas of my life, what I wanted for them and why I wanted them and how was I going to get there. And I was also able to look at it through my partner's lens, clearly not as strongly as I would if he had done the program, but I could start to see some of the answers. Like I knew the premises, for example, I knew the purpose. Clearly the strategy wasn't there and there wasn't the container. He wasn't in the container of seeing the possibilities of what the vision could be, what the vision in the future could be. So although it was limited in that aspect, I was able to see areas of our lives where we just didn't have the same premise about things. And it helped me to understand that no matter how much we love each other, that doesn't mean it's necessarily going to work if we're on a different page in some pretty major categories of our lives. That's what really drew me in. And then I got hooked. <laughs> and Not like a drug or something, but from this really, really positive place, because I was able to 
for myself, see what I really wanted. Now I had already sort of stepped out of the matrix, so to speak. I had stepped out of, I need to work a nine to five. I need to, you know, have X, Y, and Z to keep up with the Joneses. I had already tapped out of that system, but I do know other people that were able to really take into account what they really wanted. Like, was their job keeping them away from the parents that they wanted to be? Was their job not enabling them to have the financial freedom that they wanted? Things like that. I think I had been out of working for somebody else for, let's see, about nine years at that point when I first did Lifebook. I had run my own company since 2005, and I took Lifebook in the very beginning of January, basically, of 2019. It really helped me open up when I looked at my financial category in my career. So I was, I've been a caterer since 2005, and I love the industry. And I also love my clients. I love working with really amazing, fresh local food. That was my vision for my company and for it to be sustainable. And it really has done that. And it's still functioning and it's highly functioning, which I'm just so grateful for. I knew at some point I was going to need to or want to transition out of being a caterer. It's super physically taxing and mentally, emotionally as well. Sometimes it's a lot of work. It's a lot of pressure. I do everything from marketing to getting the clients, planning the menus, planning the whole event, and then, you know, executing the event, obviously. So long-term doing all the first parts of that are fine, but getting to actually gathering the foods, cooking the foods and having this high pressure event day eventually wasn't going to really suit me, but what was I going to do? So I knew I knew I wanted to do something else. Going through the whole process of this and seeing what I really want for my grand life vision, I started to really understand I'm going to need to pivot out of this industry. Now, certainly I could do things like write cookbooks or do cooking classes or something that's less stressful physically taxing. So when I'm 65, I don't need to be schlepping around, you know, thousands of pounds of food and equipment and working 14 hour days. But I also knew that there was something else. There was something else out there for me. I knew that I didn't want to go back to working for somebody else. I'm willing to be a subcontractor and work with companies. I actually have come to the realization that I desire doing that very much. I want to work with corporations and help them to change their company culture and come more into the 21st century with more equality, more equality for women, for different races, and just equality between the, you know, like the CEO, the CFO, and the low man on the totem pole. That's been a passion of mine since I was in in my undergraduate degree of economics. It's actually part of the reason that I didn't go into corporate because I didn't like the inequality of it. So I decided to start my own business practically right after college. I did a year and a half working with another caterer so I could learn what to do. And then I launched my own business when I was, I started it when I was 24 and I made it, uh, you know, so circling back to Lifebook, 
when I first wrote my life book, it looked like one thing. And over the years, I keep updating it. It's sort of a ritual for me. I mean, it's part of life book even to go over your life vision in every every December. But on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, it's a ritual for me to go back over it and reassess what I want. And I also do this throughout the years. So for example, I just went through a major, beautiful course, a six-month course, as what in sole purpose. And I also went through an MBA program, an alternative MBA program that I feel is really cutting edge. You, instead of learning like the old school business way, you learn from current, current. And when I say current, maybe like the last decade up to right now, you learn from the CFOs, from the CEOs, from the marketers, in major companies that are cutting edge and who do have good work culture. We learned from the creators of Netflix, of Whole Foods, of Waze, of Zappos. So that was called the Power MBA. So I'm coming to the end. I actually just graduated the Power MBA and I'm about to graduate um, the Soul's Purpose School for Coaching. And it's just really opened me up and completely changed me. So I'm in the process of rewriting my life book. Now, it doesn't mean that everything's going to get different. You know, a lot of the premises are still the same, but maybe I know them a little bit deeper now. My vision has gotten broader. My career category and my finances, those are changing. And again, those two categories, the premise is going to stay the same, but my vision is changing drastically. So that's the... the Woohoo, this is awesome stuff. So I've done the work and it helped me create a new career by really looking at my life. Awesome. The other thing that's really helped me through is that I I was in a major car accident in February of 2021. Um, one that was near fatal. And for all intents and purposes, I walked away unscathed. But really I didn't. Why I say all intents and purposes is because the cops, the EMTs, the hospitals that I went to all just kept saying it when they looked at me, you are so lucky to be alive. You have no idea how lucky you're to be alive. <laughs> it makes me want to cry. You know, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot to hear that and see the terror in people's faces. You're lucky to be alive. You're lucky to not be brain dead. And I was so lucky about that. But at the same time, I was really, really injured. Um, I still have lumps in my body from the internal bleeding that I can feel in my breast, for example. And as a woman, that's, or any man that's had breast cancer, you know, it's really scary. We're taught to watch out for those. So, even though I know it's a direct result from the accident, it still feels uncomfortable to touch um, emotionally and it feels uncomfortable to touch physically. And um, I had a traumatic brain injury that lasted a long time and it still holds on to me a little bit, but I'm mostly healed from it now. And I gained a lot of weight because I was unable to do hardly anything physically. I mean, I could barely walk for 
well over a month. I was on bed rest and I wasn't supposed to have any screen time. I was up until then active and doing a lot of business planning and just living my life. And it was such a shock. So it also took an emotional toll, a mental emotional toll to not be able to do things. And I actually joined this program to be a leader in life book, but I just couldn't keep up with the curriculum. It's like it, I, I listened to it, but nothing stuck. And that was really scary. So I had to drop out, um, you know, nine months after the accident, I still couldn't shoot a basketball. I wasn't able to rollerblade. I'm an avid skier. I love rock climbing. I couldn't do any of this. I still can't do those three things the rock climbing, the skiing, and the rollerblading. I believe I'm going to be able to rehabilitate to that point, but I can't still. So I'm sharing this story because Lifebook really helped me get through it. So even though I got really, it got really dark and really scary and really sad and really painful, but I also knew that I had some tools. And so I'd read over what my health and fitness vision was and why. And I'd read over my emotional life. And I would reflect on how much I grew and changed in those categories since I first created my life book. On one hand, the health and fitness was like, oh, wow. I'm so far away from even my first goal because of this accident. But on the other hand, I was able to see, okay, I can rewrite this health and fitness category for where I'm at now. And then I can use a new strategy for where I'm at now. And so I did that. And now I'm rewriting it again. And I just got back out there and started doing daily walks and shooting the basketball around again. I have gone on a very, very mini rollerblade, like maybe a four-year-old would do, where you're just trying, but a lot safer because I'm unwilling to fall at this point. Um, but it, it gives me hope that by next summer, I'll be able to speed skate again and that I'll be able to at least try skiing on the bunny hill this winter at some point. And if it can't, I can go to a, a, a sports specialist, physical therapist to get more physical therapy. And my point of this is, is that knowing that I have control over my life and that I don't just have to accept this as my new normal is so powerful and so helpful. A few months ago, one of my cousins was like, oh, you know, you're blah, blah, blah age. Like, that's normal now. And like, no, that's a bullshit rule. This isn't my normal. Maybe this is your normal, but it's not mine. And I'm not going to relinquish myself and relinquish control of my life just because that's the societal norm. No, I know better. So now that I'm doing so much better than I was, I'm re-implementing some of those original goals that I had and those original strategy strategies 
and kind of integrating them with this post-accident strategy. That's that part, the emotional and even spiritual categories and what my vision were for those really, really helped me because I'm able to look back and not make myself feel bad that I gained all of this weight because I know I can look from this outside perspective and be like, wow, you were so, I don't even want to say destroyed, but ruptured emotionally after this. It was so challenging. And I can look at that and be like, that was a period. And I can recognize now how much better I am doing emotionally, how much more um, confidence that I have now this year than I did last year at this time, how much better everything is really. I mean, whether it's dealing with PTSD from the accident or it's dealing with depression because I am worried I'm never going to be able to do things again. Because I mean, it really felt that way last year, like nine months after to not even be able to shoot a basketball or not even be able to garden or any of the things that I created for myself, for my happiness, for my joy was a scary place to be. And I really feel that this program and this, just this whole structure I've allowed myself to have helps to carry me through. So here I am on the other side, the, not like completely the other side, but the other side of that depression part, I am like, feel I'm so close to healing this PTSD. Like I can taste it. That's how close it feels. Um, so like, I don't think things are going to come up, but it was just debilitating. Like I didn't drive all winter. I was too scared. The accident happened in a snowstorm. So much has changed. I've grown so much. And even I've grown beyond what I would have had I not had the accident. It's built my character. And I'll give you an example of how I helped heal the brain injury part. So after I joined this program called DCI, I had to start practicing coaching, like a lot of practice. And I was, even though there was a lot, I could take the content in. So that part of my brain injury had healed. I could I could not only understand, but I could retain information again without getting But a thing that was hard for me. And I still struggle with a little bit, but nowhere near where I was five months ago. I would have a hard time finding words and it would take me a minute and it helped me heal in two ways. One, because I had to practice so much. So it exercised my brain and it helped my neurons reconnect. It helped my brain heal but also it helped me have a deeper understanding of myself. I had no problem recalling anything before the accident. I mean, I was like a little memory box. And what I realized is that part of who I am, I could recall things so quickly, which made me talk so fast. And I realized that isn't, excuse me, normal, so to speak. It's, it's not that it's, it's fine to not be normal, quote unquote. But what I mean by that is that people weren't noticing. I was noticing. I was beating myself up. And I remember telling people and, you know, apologizing for the fact. And they're like, what are you even talking about? They didn't even notice. I was just so hard on myself. I had such an expectation. And then I thought, okay, well, I guess even with a little bit of this 
brain injury, if it sticks around, I'm still doing fine. I'm still okay in the world. But thankfully, it did come back. You know, it's healing still, but it's it's so much better than it was, like I said, even five months ago. And so I'm feeling more like me again. But I've also learned to accept things if I can't change them. If I try everything I can and something isn't fixable, I'll still be okay because of my emotional growth and because of my character growth. I know that was a lot, but I think it's important to show it's like, it can be so fun to dream build when you're doing this life book. It is so funny. I find it so invigorating still. I think maybe even more so than I did when I started because I can see how much it's transitioned my life. So it's joyful to do, but it's also been such a help when I'm going through a bad time. It's a great reminder. It's my book. It's my life. I'm the creator. And I really believe the world would be such a better place if more people did this. I I think it'd be awesome if kids were brought up in this life book lifestyle. I so strongly believe in abundance. And abundance doesn't mean that you have billions of dollars. Abundance is just the fact that you have all of your needs met. And you have abundance of joy in your life and abundance of love. And I really believe that this system can help bring you there. Now, sometimes when I say this system and I talk about it this way, I can get a little bit like, wait, what is this thing? You know, like, this is this a cult? <clears throat> no, not at all. <laughs> it's a community. The beauty of this is, is that there is structure so that you can funnel your life through a structure so you can really, really tap into what you want. And how you're going to get there, your strategies, and create manageable and measurable goals and systems and habits to get you there. What sets it apart in my mind is it's not that you're learning how to live the life that somebody else is living. You need to live the life you want to live. So nobody's two life books look the same, like at all. Now, maybe a couple who's super intertwined, they're still going to have their own life books, but maybe they look pretty similar, but they're still going to have like different spirituality goals or, you know, different specific health and fitness goals. They might want to, you know, do a different kind of trip every year. There's just, there's nuances, even if you're a super solid couple, for example, but there's no, you need to look like this. You need to have this set of character um, traits. There's no, you need this amount of money. Somebody might have a goal of like $70,000 so they can live in a little tiny cabin in the woods. And somebody might have a goal of a half a million dollars because they want to live on the ocean. It's just really creative. I love it. It's so creative. It, it blends art and and practicality together. And I really love that. So where am I at now? I have clearly started this podcast. Um, this is the third one. I have launched my coaching business. I'm still doing my catering. I am working with clients that I want to work for within catering. I have stopped just showing up in this needy way of I'll take whatever client I can and people pleasing. I have really shed that. When I started this program, I was an extreme people pleaser. And that has taken 
a lot of inner work. It has helped me realize a lot of my emotional boundaries and how I was showing up doing that and being treated, responded to from the world as my mirror and being taken advantage of. Done with that. So how do I show up different? How have I built my character out? How have I built up my emotional resilience? And how has it showed up for me? I'm more financially secure, which allows me to make choices that aren't based on scarcity. It's not like I have a million dollars in the bank or something. I don't have my own house. I'm still in the process, but I am working the process, my process to get what I want. I love coaching. I've done well over a hundred hours in the last five months. Proud of myself. I have confidence in a way that I never did before. I've learned to accept that even though like my weight is the where the weight I have on my body right now is the most I've ever had. And it totally doesn't line up with my vision for my health and fitness. But I do know that I've still eaten healthy. I eat fresh organic fruits and vegetables every single day. If I do eat meat, I don't eat crap. So I mean, this is me. But that's part of my goals, right? And so I was still able to do that. So from the inside, I feel good about what I'm eating. And from the outside, I actually, for the most part, when I look in the mirror, I can see what this looks like. I'm not under an illusion. But inside of me, I don't, I just feel like me who has this extra stuff on them right now because of what I went through. And just as easily as it came on, I will shed it. I'm going to do this in a really healthy way. I'm going to increase my water because I'm going to exercise more. I'm going to go on more walks. I'm going to, I actually am able to hike a little bit again now. That was like impossible a year ago after the accident, literally impossible. I really don't know if I could have gotten there without Lifebook because it's not that it was only life book, but when I looked at my character, I looked at my spiritual life, or I looked at these different categories, I was like, hmm, how am I going to get to where this vision is from where I'm at now? And so I did a lot of self-work and I've been, I've been working on self-work, self-work for a decade and a half now, but it really supercharged that. I was like, okay, I'm going to put some of my finances in this basket instead of this basket. And the basket I chose to put a lot of it in was helping myself to actualize who I am through looking in and doing shadow work, learning strategies, learning how to really heal myself from the inside out. I just really owe a ton of gratitude to all of the teachers I've had and a ton of gratitude to John and Missy for creating the program, to all of my accountability partners that I've had, to just life (laughs) in general. Um, I'm thankful to be here and there's nothing like a near-death experience to help hit that home even more. And yeah, I just wanted to share that with you guys. I am going to go on a amazing business trip that takes place on the beach in a few weeks. And so that inspires me next week to talk about exploring, 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 exploring. So whether that's exploring the world, like globally, or exploring your little world in your neighborhood, I am sure there are so many things around you that you've never noticed 
that are totally new. I know I've experienced this in the state I live in. People come here from far away to see certain things. And I'm like, what? I live a half hour from there. Why have I never seen this? I just want to talk about that next time and share some of the travels I've done and some of the dreams that I have for other adventures. Thank you so much for listening, for joining me today on Speak. See you next Sunday.